Okay, the way many of us are feeling financially these days, like we're going under. Inflation numbers out yesterday in the news, not much of a surprise. Prices continue to escalate. Here's our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, who joins us now for more. Hey, Rabina, good afternoon. We have to stop meeting this way, Jeff. Yes, I know. We keep, every time we talk, we're talking about just how much prices have increased. And the inflation numbers yesterday showing that we are now, Rabina, at a 30-year high when it comes to prices. Just a, how much higher do we think prices will go? Well, we don't know how much higher prices can go. I mean, the main driver is gasoline, which is up 32% year over year, about 7% even just in one month. And with everything that's happening in Ukraine and Russia, with the supply chain issues that have persisted throughout the pandemic, there's no real indication that that's going to come to an end anytime soon. So we can expect higher prices. In fact, in March is when we saw oil peak at $130 a barrel. So we can pretty much guarantee that inflation will tick higher in March because it's costing people to do, uh, to costing people more to get from A to B. And we spend about 15% of our income on transportation. So it makes up a big chunk of the money that we spend. And when a key component of it, like gasoline, goes up, it just makes it that much more expensive. Yeah. Do we think interest rates, is there another hike in our future? I know the U.S. just hiked their interest rate. And of course, uh, we did it a few weeks uh, back. More to come for us? Yeah, absolutely. I think the Bank of Canada was really clear in the in the last announcement that they are in the mood, for lack of a better way of putting it, to raise rates. They think the economy can handle it. Uh, unemployment is at record lows. That means most people who want to find a job are able to find one. And so that's all good indicators that Canadians can handle a interest rate hike slowly. They're not going to all of a sudden, uh, you know, bring them up to a point where people can't afford their mortgages. Uh, but slowly, 25 basis points at a time, uh, people can adjust the way that they manage their money in order to, to deal with higher costs of borrowing. All right. Also of note, we are finding out that the pandemic, Rabina, has left Canadians with more wealth, more uh, net wealth, but uh, also deeper in debt. Can you explain this for us? Yeah, so a lot, this is an RBC report, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that people's home values have gone up 26% on average year over year. And in some places in Canada, 40 plus percent year over year. And so what Canadians are able to do then, homeowners, is go to the bank and get a line of credit. And then you take out money out of that line of credit. So you may be taking on more debt, but not as much as the home val- your home value has risen. So say your home value has gone up $250,000, but you take out $150,000 debt, you're still, uh, you still have that extra $100,000 that you, you, know, you feel good about the fact that your home value has gone up and taking on a little bit more debt doesn't hurt as much. So we're in more debt, but we're wealthier because of our home values. All right. Do you have to be really careful when you start making those sorts of calculations, when you really start borrowing against maybe the value of your home, the perceived value of your home? Because there is a difference, isn't there, between sort of your net worth, what you might be worth, and kind of the liquidity, if you will, the cash that you've got on hand? Absolutely. I mean, when you're borrowing money out of your line of credit, you're borrowing money from yourself, money that you have equity in your home. And so you have to be aware that if interest rates go up, that that money will get more expensive to pay back. And that is costing you more. Uh, You don't have as much equity in your home when you borrow money. And if interest rates were to rise high enough and home values were to fall, you may find yourself that you don't have as much equity in your home that you did before the pandemic because you borrowed so much. And now it's become very difficult for you to service. 
All right. And uh, debt uh, payments, uh, they might still be low because of interest rates. But as we just referenced a second ago with these uh, higher prices and inflation where they're at, we don't expect interest rates to remain as low uh, for very much uh, longer that uh, we could be seeing a hike, uh, you know, in the not, not too distant future. So servicing the debt that you have and adding to it might actually become much more costly in the not too distant future, correct? That's right. Yeah. So when the Bank of Canada raises interest rates, the commercial banks raise their prime rate, which affects immediately any money you've borrowed from your line of credit. It affects your um, your adjusted rate mortgage. All of a sudden that becomes more uh, expensive. The payments become more expensive. Um, and that means more money is going towards interest, less towards principal. It takes you longer to pay your mortgage down. And they're going to raise them not too quickly. Like I mentioned, 25 basis points, a quarter of a percentage point at a time. Uh, but their goal is to get to 2%. And so we're still quite a ways away from there. But people have time to prepare. They can make lump sum payments. They cannot take on unnecessary debt. They can do their own stress test when they borrow, say they borrow $100,000 out of their line of credit. Could you afford that if interest rates were at 5%, 6%? If you can, then maybe you're in a good enough position to take that money out. If you can't and you really would be scraping by, maybe you have to rethink uh, that, that, that loan from yourself. Okay, because I was going to ask you, we hear this all the time, Rabina, when it comes to businesses and big corporations, their debt equity ratio. That's uh, you know a term that's thrown around from time to time. Is there such a thing for your family, your household? I mean, is there a rule of thumb uh, just uh, how much equity to debt you should have? Well, it depends on where you are in your mortgage journey, right? So in the beginning of your, uh, when you first buy your home, you're going to have a lot more debt than equity. I mean, if you put 20% down, you've got 20% equity and 80% the bank, you owe them back the value of that home. Um, The general rule is that you shouldn't be spending more than 30% of your income on uh, your shelter costs. So your home, your mortgage, your rent, uh, and then insurance and some heating costs. But that really has been skewed because of how expensive things have got in the last two years. A lot of people, it's not uncommon to hear that they're spending 50, maybe 60 percent of their income just on their shelter costs. So paying their mortgage, paying for uh, heating their home and other costs that go into to home ownership. Uh, really, you know, you have to look at your age and how long you've owned that home. If you've owned the home for 20 years and you still only have 25 percent equity in that home, then have you been borrowing too much? Um, should you have a better plan to pay that home down so that you're not saddled with a mortgage debt when you retire? All right. And just finally, uh, what would your advice be to those that are looking at their home and it's gone up uh, 25, 30, maybe even as much as you said, 40% over the last a year or two that uh, they feel like their net worth is really uh, escalated? And as you well know, and we've talked about, Rabina, there's a lot of pent-up demand and we're starting to see it come to fruition You know, people are shopping, uh, people are traveling certainly more with some of the restrictions, including the testing requirements uh, now being lifted to come back into the country starting April 1st, the so-called revenge travel that I'm going to get out and finally uh, travel once again. What would you say to those people that are looking at their net value and considering uh, this pent-up demand when it comes to to spending and want to enjoy things? So you have to know whether you can afford to pay money back. If 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 your home value has gone up, uh, 40%. Okay, let's use the most extreme example. And you're feeling quite wealthy because this home that you bought for whatever it was, and it's gone up 40% in a short amount of time. Uh, you still, if you borrow money, you still have to pay that money back, regardless of how much your home is worth. And you also have to realize that, you know, this year we may have seen 
home values rise by double digits. But that's not the case every single year. We could now see many, many years where home prices will not rise. In fact, that's how it should be, where if you have a few years of double digit gains and you'll have many years of single digit gains to even out because home prices normally on average rise about 6% a year. And so borrowing money out of your home equity line of credit to do consumable things, I think, is uh, is risky. If you're doing it to invest somewhere, if you're doing it to improve your home so the value of your home goes up, you have to just be calculated. Can you afford that that loan in the long term? All right. Rabina, busy day for you. You were with us on the morning show on the TV side earlier this morning and here with us now on the radio this afternoon. Appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much. Thank you. There's Rabina Ahmed Hawk, personal finance expert. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.